Start us off, bro. Brendo, 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 Brendo. Wherefore the Brendo man comes, Oscar Olympics depression and runs. Wherefore the Brendo man comes, Oscar Olympics depression and runs. Wherefore the Brendo man comes, Oscar Olympics depression and runs. Wherefore the Brendo man comes. Oscar Olympics Depression and Fun I just dropped the beat on the intro, bro. Nice. We'll get there. Like a dubstep remix. Shanty. All of it. What are we doing here? What is this? Is this just mouth noises, the podcast? What is this? This is Bro. Brendo Man. I'm Brendan Creasy. I'm his brother. It's been a while because your daughter has very erratic sleep patterns. Don't we all? Yeah. Oh my goodness. She was uh, she was like the last one up like two times last week. Yeah. But we're, we'll fix that. We ran around at the beach. She's going to be tired today. Just got back from the coast. The yeah. Oregon coast, that is. I stayed home with Justin. Didn't burn down. Oh. Just watched TV. Plants were a little crispy, but it's just I the watered weather. the plants. It's just the weather. Just want on record that you watered the plants. Did you water them today? Yeah. It's hot. It's hot for plants. What else did you get up to, Home Alone? Uh, depression? I mean, not much. Not much depression? A little bit of depression. Tell me about it. Open it up. Look at those worms. Well, just, I don't know, just been feeling a little rough lately. Rough. How do you know you're feeling rough? When I don't want to get out of bed. Ugh. Yeah. It's rough, because I can see your bed from here. It's comfy. Yeah. It's cool. There's nothing scary in bed. I don't know. What got you out of bed? Well, my family obligations. To what? What are you obligated to do? Water the plants? Well, help Lil with Lil during the day because you guys are working. Yeah. But it's hard because she keeps running into your guys' room. Oh, she's going to do that. Yeah. But I just um, been enjoying that and... uh, been getting into basketball. That's right. Much to your wife's dismay. Well, she's just, uh, you know, she lives in a sports bar now. I mean, we do have a Papa Shot basketball. And we do. <laughs> I mean, I guess the world's open again. If you want to watch sports, we can go to sports bars. I don't know. But it won us $200. Yeah, you, yeah. $200. 
We compromise. We put on Spotify, and it's just in the background. Well, now it's the playoffs are coming up, so... And my wife's amazing, by the way. She is amazing. Well, let's just... Then, yeah, we just gotta make sure it's not... Oh, your wife! Oh. She's amazing. She's out buying plants with a little one. I mean, just though we just got back from the coast. She's like, you know what? Rather than take a nap... Well, they could. They both took naps on the drive home. Daddy drove. Should be napping, but I have family obligations, right? No, I look forward to this. It was your idea to podcast right now. I'm all for it. Um, I watched that new Angelina Jolie movie. The new one? It's on HBO Max. Um, it was like... Uh, Littlefinger and Nicholas Holt play like these really bad hitmen that don't know how to kill oh, people. he's Littlefinger to you. To me, he's always Carcetti. Well, Carcetti, Littlefinger. He was Littlefinger longer. Yeah. But Carcetti first. Yeah. It was pretty jarring when he started popping up like in like um, the third Batman, the Chris Nolan one. You're like, oh man, Carcetti's here. What's, what's, what's his angle? And he just like died right away, right? Yeah. Well, good riddance. His angle in this is that he's a bad hitman. I believe it. And there was lots of fire. He's too old. And it was, it was. I don't know. It was whatever. Nobody wants a forty-five-year-old hitman unless that hitman is Leon and he's a professional. I watched Starship Troopers last night, and that movie is awesome. It's really good. It's got a great group shower scene. <laughs> yeah. It's very, uh, you know, it tried to make some, like, Star Trek moves, but, like, took it to the next level. It's like, hey, you know what, this gender, you know, stuff, let's blur the lines a little bit in the showers. Let's do co-ed bathrooms. That's my takeaway from Starship Troopers. Co-ed showers. Well, it is Verhoeven. And he's very... He's gonna squeeze some boobs in somewhere. Even yeah. in space. But that cast is amazing. It's a great cast. Doogie Hauser, Yes. Casper Van Deem. Yes. But what else was he in? Jungle Book or something? Denise Richards? Yeah. You already said her. Um, the lady from... She was in Beverly Hills Now 210. And I forgot her name. Oh yeah, the tomboy. And uh, who was a quarter? Who's a good football player? Yeah. And it's got the mean prison guard from Shawshank. Yeah. It's got Hunter, right? Not not Hunter, Hunter the guy from Total Recall, Michael Ironside. Yeah. Who is not Hunter? We already established this. Hunter is his own man. His own guy. Well. And uh, I watched some wrestling. There were some shows. Like those in... without saying. Well, I haven't watched wrestling in a while, and, and there was a and there was a good show from Las Vegas. This guy Jamie Iovine put on a show before the GCW show. And it was on YouTube for free. Oh, well, that's good. And Ron Funches was one of the announcers, and he was awesome. Oh, I saw I saw pictures of that on the Facebook feed. Yeah. So he was announcing. That's like his dream job. Yeah, he was doing the commentary. Was he, was he, I'm sure it was great. 
It was really good. It was really funny. Him and Kevin Gill. Kevin Gill's really good. Who's this Kevin Gill guy? He does. Um, he does the commentary for GCW and other shows. He's really good. I love it. I'm gonna check that out. And uh, so that was fun. It was cool seeing like it was like GCW guys against like SoCal guys, like guys that I've watched a lot. And so. And who won? A lot of the SoCal guys won, but my favorite tag team... Yeah, dude. SoCal. The Rockness Monsters lost, so I was kind of bummed. But it was cool seeing them get a lot of exposure on a big level. Get some good pop. Yeah. It's cool seeing wrestling with a crowd. That's right. So they were in Vegas with a crowd. Yeah. I mean, how are you feeling about that? Our governor up here is like, masks off? I mean, but not for large events. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, I'm going to be wearing a mask. Because I don't trust people. I don't know. People be I mean, like, yeah, sure, I'm vaccinated. Speaking of large events, coming to a comedy club near you, Portland, Oregon, at oh, Helium, yeah. late July, making his return to the comedy club stages, weighing in at maybe seven pounds less than his current weight. Flew <laughs> seven pounds for the contest. Sure. There we go. But you, you're coming and you're entering the ring of the comedy gauntlet, doing a stand-up comedy contest. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. Have you done a comedy contest before? I've never done a contest. I haven't done comedy in like two years. We gotta do at least one mic before the next podcast. Sure. Maybe that's maybe that's what this podcast is now. It's we're gonna finish up with Best Picture 2008, and we're gonna transition, and it's gonna be like comedy training we're gonna just like hit a mic and just cut it to shreds and get it into contest shape and then we'll also track our weight loss goal what do you think of that i don't know i like the oscar thing and then we'll do oscars too we'll do special segments yeah we're gonna run out of oscars though yeah, we are. I'm kind of burnt out on the Oscars, is what I'm saying. And we're approaching the 10 Best Picture nominees <sighs> years. No way. That's too many. I mean, where are we right now? Speaking of the Oscars, we talked to, we just have a fun weekend. We talked a little bit about depression. But as the Sea Shanty says, what's this podcast about? Oscar, Oscar Olympics. Olympics. You took the words right out of my mouth, bro. Right out. You reached in. With your palsied hand, and you took out the words. You have to get used to talking about. It. Are you going to go palsy for the for the contest? Or are you going to go gay? I'm definitely going to be doing my CP material. Well, I mean, you're not going gay. You are. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. No, notice he didn't say it. I'm just saying this. I'm just saying it. Observations. What are you going to close with for your contest set? Um, I got a bit about Unsolved Mysteries. Ooh. Yeah, it got recorded? Yeah. All right. So now I got something to look forward to for our contest check-in. You're going to check in on that bit. I'm going to think about a bit. 
Not my uh, haircut bit, because that's already done, that I protested on you earlier today. Got a new haircut. Going for a uh, dog the alimony skipper look. I mean, it's more visual. His wife died. What? What does that mean? My joke can't be told? I don't know. That means that's great news for the joke. That means he's back in the consciousness. It's perfect. Can't believe Wilford Brimley died well, during quarantine when I wasn't commenting as Wilford Brimley. <laughs> so now are you going to be the ghost of Wilford Brimley? It's the right thing to do. There he is. Ghost of Wilford Brimley, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, Oscar Olympics. Do you want to jump to that? Or, or do you want to work on this uh, bit we were uh, sharpening for you? The old uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Talk about it. What's the Unsolved Mysteries bit? Well, first I talk about how I grew up on Lifetime TV and there were three shows that were on Lifetime TV all the time. There was Supermarket Sweep, Shop Till You Drop, and Unsolved Mysteries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that t- taught me that women, it taught me something about women that they like murder and shopping. And uh, that usually gets a good laugh. And then, uh... So you're going with a women be shopping joke as yeah. you're closer. Yeah. And you're not a woman and you don't shop. Isn't no. that kind of like a, appropriative? Sure. I think we can do better. Wait, what? I thought you said this was Unsolved and Mysteries. And then, um... So that's just like a throwaway? No, and then I talk about Unsolved Mysteries. Okay, so this is like a chunk and that's like the steps to the unsolved mysteries. Yeah. But I forgot what I, I have to look it up. I well, it. I mean, I can't wait to get to it. I mean, it sounds amazing. And we're going to try it out. And open mic. And then report back to our listeners who are dying to hear the rest of the unsolved mysteries. Because right now, your unsolved mysteries bit is an unsolved mystery. It's out there. You can listen to it on my YouTube page. Okay. I just forgot. It's been a couple years, man. A couple years? And shouldn't we be writing new jokes? That's a good joke. I don't want to waste it. What is it? Women be shopping is a good joke you don't want to waste? I don't think that. I don't think the world's going to miss it. I like it. I mean, it's good to have the... I mean, yeah. You gotta have jokes. I mean, my joke is my hair. I'm a prop comedian, and I grew my own prop. This is what it is, man. This is the grind, man. It's putting jokes in, killing them, making them better. But before we get to there, we have these Oscars to olympicize. Yep, um, starting with 2005... Because this is Oscar Olympics, we take a four-year period of film, culminating in Oscars year, 2005, 6, 7, 8, and we have a, we determine who's going to be the gold, silver, and bronze for that Olympic epoch. Did I use epoch right? If I didn't, we'll edit it out. 
But yeah, that's what we do. So we're going to look at the best pictures starting in 2005 and see if, you know, the Academy's winners are the real winners. Kind of a little uh, kind of uh, Olympic qualifying round. Uh, and then we have a gold medal match that determines both gold and silver. And, you know, we'll, we'll shout out for the bronze too. Sometimes there's a fight for the bronze. So uh, let's jump right in, bro. Take us to 2005. So we have winning, crash, Ooh. which I don't like. I recently read an article that was like the hot take. I probably already mentioned it was maybe crash isn't so bad. It's like, because a lot of its themes have resurfaced in 2021. Yeah, but the way it addresses those themes is like hot garbage. But I mean, it's a movie. It's not an HBO series that's six years long. I mean, yeah. look at what look at what the film. And I just don't like Sandra Bullock like at all. And Ugh, wait till we get to the Blind Side here. That's I coming. Know. I still have never seen the Blind Side. What? I... It's about football. I know. Why? What do you have? Here? Hold on. Time out. Oscar Olympics. You can go wait in the corner. What do you have against America's Sweetheart? Who I believe was in multiple films. No, that's Miss Congeniality. But what do you have against Sandra Bullock? <clears throat> I just don't. I just don't think she's that great. I mean, she's all right in a few things, but what did she do? She crashed for one thing. But she did speed. Speed's all right. She, she did Miss Congeniality. I liked her in Speed and Demolition Man. She was great in Demolition Man. And um, then I liked that movie where she was like an addict. Oh, I was gonna say she got she got like hammered with was that an Affleck? Twenty one twenty eight days? Yeah. That movie that. really confused me when the zombie movie came out later. <laughs> I was like, wait. They made a sequel to this rehab movie? Yeah. But anyway, Brendan has beef with Sandra Bullock. I mean that that's a material. I mean, that would get a laugh. I think. What? That's a funny that's a comedic take, like I despise Sandra Bullock. He's just out of reason. Um, so then you have Brokeback Mountain. Which is canceled. No. But it it has non-gay people playing yeah. gay people. I don't... I mean, at the time, for what it was, it's great. And I think they did a good job. I don't know. I, I just can, watched it. It was really good. Can they have found gay actors? I don't know. But it's like, I just feel like, it just kind of like makes me sick that like people are like, that like that, a lot of like that film's mythology is like, it was very brave of those actors to do that. It's like, to take some of the best parts in film history written for gay men to be played by straight actors. Or actors who, you know, Navigate the world is straight. I don't know what's going on at those after parties, man. I mean, you're an actor, so you don't think a straight actor should ever play a gay person? I've played a gay person before. But do I identify as straight? Yeah, I guess, because I have, like, all the privileges of it, but... Have I... Yeah, but, I mean, I, I think there is a difference between a someone studying theater in a university exploring acting and playing gay roles 
um, than you know someone getting paid millions of dollars to go gay for pay and not in the fun way. Hmm. Well, it's my pick. The other ones are Capote, which you already said you don't like. Uh, good night and good luck. And Munich. Munich. Oh my God, those movies were so bad. I mean, what about a what about a Corpse Bride? No. Corpse Bride isn't even that good. What about Diary of a Man? People go nuts over it, but like that Bad movie Black was Woman. not. Oh yeah, do you want my? If I was just like my like favorite movie, I love that Google's like 2005 popular movies. The Office. What's wrong, Google? You're like a grandma now. The Office is not a movie. It's a show, Grandma. Can't be. Should we give make Oscar Olympic history and give the gold medal to The Office? I mean, according to Google, it's a too popular movie. Um, yeah, but that was season one of the U.S. Office, which isn't even that good. Do you have a movie I really liked that was nominated, I think, for Best Supporting for William Hurt was A History of Violence. Yeah, that's good. I like Brokeback Mountain. Okay, I'll give you Brokeback Mountain. Um, because I know you like a movie more than it, so it won't probably show up again later. So let's jump ahead. Um, a special shout-out, 2005, History of Violence, Viggo Mortensen. Uh, it's Cronenberg, right? It's based on a graphic novel. It's great. Um, isn't there like that... It, I, love, I, love, I love love scenes that are like... People are like, it was so weird. Like, uh, this in this love scene, you know, the, the man went down on the woman on like a staircase. And it's like, well, I mean, sometimes you just got to do that. And sometimes it makes good film. And sometimes, you know, William Hurt is awesome and Viggo Mortensen is great in almost everything he does. And with Cronenberg, you know, and fucking great, creepy uh, Ed Harris villain heavy. Great film if you haven't checked it out. Violent, though. It's in the title. So buyer beware. All right, speaking of violence, we have 2006 winning The Departed. And then we have Babel, which I still haven't seen. I tried to watch it the other day and I fell asleep. Don't we have the follow-up to Donnie Darko? S. Darko? No, a scanner darkly. A scanner darkly? Is that that same director or no? No. Anyway, just Scanner Darkly was. Uh, forget I said that. Just later. Move on. Move on. Oh yeah, it's his second rotoscoped one. Sorry, I get that confused with that. Whatever. Anyway, two thousand six. Babel, letters from Iwo Jima, Little Miss Sunshine, and the Queen. Oh my God, it's so bad. That year's like the worst. I like The Departed. Is that the best? I just watched it. It's pretty good. It holds up. What about The New Pink Panther? Comedy's very overlooked. The New Pink Panther with Steve Martin? Um, shout out, you know, Stranger Than Fiction. That's oh, good. You know what my 2000... This is my 2006. 
And he, I might convince you of this. Children of men. It's happening. Birth rates are down. It's, it's a documentary now. Children of men. Come on, dude. You, Is that 2006? It's, it's on here. Okay, sure. It's good. I'm not going to argue with the internet. I don't care about your Oscar rules. It's science fiction. It's overlooked. I mean, it was really, I remember, remember, like, I remember always being, like, shocked. They, like, got, like, Abu Ghraib, like, imagery in there. And it was, like, in the, in the thick when uh, the war in Iraq and Afghanistan were relatively new. But anyway, that's my pick. All right, I'll go with it. Because everything's of men and for them. It's children of men. Jump into 2007, the winner. No country for old men. Men had it rough in the aughts, bro. Then we have... They get no children. They got no country. Also 2007, so we do in 2007? Yeah. You got no country for old men. Atonement. <sighs> get out of here. No one wants you. Juno. Maybe. Michael Clayton. Boy. And There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. So, I mean, but it's boring. It's hard to rewatch. I had to watch it in, like, stints. But it's really good. But that's more Daniel Day-Lewis, which we already gave him a medal for. But the movie's really beautiful. Like, it looks great. And it's just a good story. But No Country is, like, just really intense and a great story, really well done. I mean, there are a lot of similarities to Fargo. I, I rewatched it. I'm not impressed. The haircut looks even worse after all this time, and it's like, we get it. He's death. You can't stop him. Uh, why do I have to watch um, that that nice actress who all growed up from train spotting who would reappear... Kelly McDonald in Boardwalk Empire. Why do I have to watch her family get ruined because her husband found some cash? I don't like it. And it's got Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee Jones, I don't think, is necessary. Tommy Jones is really good. But is he necessary? Yeah, he's chasing after the. It's just like, you know what? It's called No Country for Old Men. We need an old man. And they're like, well, what if there's like a guy chasing the guy who's chasing the guy? Get out of here. Fuck that movie. It it took took away an Oscar from P.T. Anderson. So you're giving it to There Will Be Blood? Or Juno. I have Juno. I mean, maybe I'm just euphoric on Juno because I saw it start to finish the first time during this podcast, but... But... You know, Blood for Oil, the score, Daniel Day Lewis. And it's not just the Daniel Day Lewis performance, it's Paul Dano. Yeah, Paul Dano's awesome. And the kid is really good, too. Yeah. And um, the guy that plays his fake brother. Oh, spoiler. And uh, all the actors are really good in it. So, there will be blood. Okay. 
Which brings us to... 2008. <sighs> Slumdog Millionaire. Slumdog Millionaire is the winner. Then we have the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Frost Nixon. Milk. And The Reader. So those motherfuckers gave Catherine Bigelow Best Director... In 2009. Nine. We're not there yet, bro. Sometimes Google fucks up. Those are my those are my hits. Um, I'm my pick is the wrestler. Um, fans of this podcast will know there's no arguing you out of the wrestler. So why bother? So why bother? It's just such an awesome movie, and it's got a great story, great soundtrack, great cinematography, great performances across the board. Are you telling me it's better than, than Frost Nixon? I mean, or, or a movie that, that makes you sympathetic with a Nazi woman? <laughs> or Sean Penn, gain for paying? We just watched Milk. I mean, Milk's good. It make me Milk made me like feel good to be gay, and because it's about like Harvey Milk's whole thing was like be out, be proud. Yeah, and he gives a lot of motivational speeches about that, as he should. And and he was fighting like dire civil rights issues, where like like they're talking about like job discrimination and like. All kinds of discrimination laws that they were fighting against. Yeah, basic civil rights. And, like, uh, so that's important, but I still like The Wrestler more. Yeah. For the same reason I poo-pooed on Brokeback, I could just poo-poo on Sean Penn. She already did. And also, didn't Sean, no, Sean Penn didn't win Best Actor that year. He did. Again? He did not need that. He did not need that. I mean... Mickey Rourke deserved it. What about fucking... Daniel Day? That's the wrong year. What? It's the wrong year. There Will Be Blood? That's 2007. Wow. I'm talking about our Oscars, bro. We gave it to Daniel Day. Good. I think. We can go back and find out. Um, but I yeah, just like Mickey Rourke trained so. and became a wrestler. And he like did it. And he like, not just any wrestling, like they filmed a freaking death match. Like it was freaking. David Arquette can do that. Disgusting. Like, they filmed it, like, where he bladed himself and, like, all that shit. That scene is gnarly. And it, like, crazily exposes the business, which is just, like, pretty cool. And I just really liked it. Did it expose the business? Well, the business has already been exposed, but to a lot of, like, in that level, like, it goes step by step through the match. Like, I thought that was really cool. And showed him, like, in the back. Right. So, 
gold medal match. Coming to the ring from Brendo's side. Best picture 2005 to 2008 Oscar Olympic gold medal match. You got the wrestler. Yeah, I'm bringing the wrestler. Because I know you already poo pooed Brokeback Mountain. What are my choices? I got Children of Men. Children of Men. I'm bringing Children of Men. There will be blood. I'm bringing Children of Men. Children of Men has a really good soundtrack. What about that single take shot? And that single about, take shot. What about Michael Caine? Michael Caine, very good. Do you know to say my Michael Caine and Michael Caine's voice? You say my cocaine. <laughs> Michael Caine. Harry Potter. Master Wayne. They're the same person. Michael Caine wasn't in Harry Potter. He should have been. He's the only British actor not to be in Harry Potter. Anyway, really tried. Anyway, I don't think I can take the gold medal away from the wrestler. And I knew that. I also knew that if I let There Will Be Blood into the gold medal match, they'd have silver, which would leave an opening for bronze. And in order to keep Brokeback off of the podium, I had to sneak Children of Men a worthy silver medal. And now we're left with the bronze medal. Who do you got? There will be blood. Yeah! Fuck you, Brokeback. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's really good. I just watched it. It's really sad. I watched it too, but it's sad. I don't know. It's like too sad. It bummed me out. Because there's like, there's the false promise of like, you know, what other game, major game movies like that have been made since then? I mean, Moonlight comes up later. So I guess that's a win. It's like, let's... But is it? I don't know. I like it. It just made me sad. Like, how old is that movie? That was 2008? That was 13 years ago? That was 2005. That's a long time. And how how much progress really has Hollywood made since then? That's what bums me out. I mean... Stay woke out there, listeners. You don't get too many gay love stories on the mainstream. I know, but it's like, but don't you feel it's like, all right, you can tell your gay love story, but give us two of the straightest guys to be in it, and then we won't make a gay movie until it gets this good, good, good Academy push for another ten years. Yeah. Yeah, milk. Again, same rules apply. Put a straight guy, put the most <laughs> yeah. heteronormative guy And you more can find. straight guys. That movie has like multiple straight guys <sighs> with trouble. Give us all your best straight guys. Give us James. Who's that new hot? Give, give us all of them. Give us all of them. Emil, Who's into the wild? Emil he, Hirsch. Yeah, yeah. He, he's straight. He's tough. He's in the woods. So he beat a woman. Put them all in the movie and then you can have your gay stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. We need more prominent gay actors, I guess. Yeah. But as Kate Winslet says, she knows of like several that are in the closet. Yeah, but it's it's like it's career. It's just like it's a chicken egg thing. It's like what makes a good actor have a career? Great parts. 
There's no great parts for gay men to play. Great. Also, why can't gay men, you know, it's like their, their pigeonhole is like if it's a gay story, it's a drama. And it has to be about gay, you know. And that's slowly changing. But it's, it's hard. We can't fix it. It's not, that's not what we're here to do. But we're here to say, let's do better as audiences and how we remember movies, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, The Wrestler is about a dude who's broken and trying to live his best life. Hmm. And, uh, Relatable. I just really like the the passion of of that it shows. I don't think it's far fetched at all. Obviously, I mean, he won an Oscar for it, but definitely Aronofsky's most. Um, I don't know, palatable film. Yeah, a lot of his stuff is super out there. I mean, like, what was that movie? The Pie? Fountain? Pie? Oh. Fountain was nuts. Remember when Remember when Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt grew out his beard for The Fountain and then I was like, nah. <laughs> and even like, and then he followed it up with Black Swan, which has a lot of similar traits to The Wrestler. And, uh... And then did you do that Jennifer Lawrence one, Ma... Mother? Did you see that? I saw that in theaters. I didn't see it in theaters, but I watched it because someone's like, you have to watch this movie. Imagine seeing it in theaters. I went and saw it. It That was a bad use of an edible. Yeah. Yeah, it's his most straightforward movie with like a narrative and everything. It's going to be one of those ones like, I think when people look back on his career, they're like, yeah, dude's a genius, but couldn't he have made more movies that made sense? And like, even The Fountain, like, it's kind of a cool, it's, kind of, it's a tough, tough kind of, have you seen it? Yeah. But it's like, it's still super depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Black Swan like was really freaky because I had just like injured my foot, and there's a lot of like foot stuff in it. With, like she's like her toes and everything, and I was like, Ugh. oh my toesies, my toesies. And uh... but that was like a few years later. What year was that? Oh, 2010. So that's coming up. Gosh, so yeah, like starting next year we have 10 Best Picture nominees. That does allow for some genre films to start sneaking in. A genre film being something like... Sci-fi, comedy, like Isn't every action. film a genre film? You can't be a film without genre. Well, like... Unless you are... I don't know why they're called... Those are called genre films and like every film is a genre film, but like normal like not your standard genres that because like most of your oscar films are like your standard dramas when they'll slip in like a suspense 
Like a Silence of the Lambs every once in a while? Like... Or, you know, uh, a pervy comedian's movie. The ones that we never always skip over. Oh, yeah. Those are the only comedies that make it in. I know, but that's so... That's so I mean... I'm just thinking, like, just in our peers, like, you know, the, the best in shows, the elections, there's great comedies. Super bad. There's good comedies. It's just... And, like, any any actors out there who've, like, been in acting class, or... It's just so funny. It's just, like, so funny watching, I think, a, a, an actor who's not funny. People can have entire careers without being funny but man dude people underestimate how hard comedy is all the time even actors oh, the actor that the, the like the serious actor that thinks they're funny that's just like whoa watch like a serious actor bomb on SNL yeah it's just funding out but like in, in movies it's like it's less about like I don't know it's just you have to find the right vehicle for, for a certain person's humor and that's why I mean look at we go with the funniest people to ever live, Robin Williams, and it's like, man, remember when he died? People start lifting off like the best hits, you know. But it's like he made so many bad movies. Like think about that run after like uh, after Mrs. Doubtfire. It was just like Jack and Bicentennial Man and those were like photo. big movies. I like One Hour Photo. He, but he, but just and insomnia, like, like remember one hour photo insomnia where he was like trying to be a bad guy, like yeah. But it's just like, but even movies that were supposed to be like Eddie Murphy again, funniest person alive. Sometimes well, he had a lot of bad movies, yeah. But he I mean, needed lots of money. I mean, if there's anyone who's an exception to the rule, it's you know it's my man Mike Myers because I mean he only got funny over time, and I mean once he got to the Love Guru. People think, like, oh, Mike Myers hasn't really done shit since The Love Guru because it was such a phenomenal stinker. No. Mike Myers made The Love Guru, and that was, like, that was like his, his swan song. Pretty much. It was just, like, you have perfected comedy in the motion picture The Love Guru. You can retire now. <laughs> Never make a movie again. Because you're just not going to get better than a movie... Of where Mike Myers has an Apu accent that has since been cancelled <laughs> and Oscar winning Ben Kingsley is, yeah is bad it's like humiliating himself <laughs> but Ben Kingsley does that a lot Ben Kingsley does like a lot of Marishka shit Mariska Haggerty's in it because of a pun about her name sounding like a Near Eastern greeting. Ugh. I love it. Yeah, but you watch it. We've watched that like more times during COVID than most other stuff, besides like little movies. It's so funny how bad it is. It brings tears to my eyes. Speaking of little movies, there's a new Peter Rabbit coming out June 18th. Oh my goodness. Happy birthday, Uncle Brendo. A new movie to watch with Lil. <laughs> To Peter Rab. Oh, I thought it was going to be Hop. I was like getting excited. I was like, what's Russell Brand going to bring to this one? We should have got a thing for bunny movies. 
should make a new hop. But then, because he's the Easter Bunny now. Lil's grandma told us that one of her friends, you know, her mom has friends all over the Rasmussen village. She's like, oh, yeah, one of my friends has baby rabbits. I'm like, um, <laughs> where, um, why is Lil not going to see them? She's like, I don't know if she's vaccinated. I'm like, oh, good call. I mean, maybe they can come outside? I don't know. I don't think you take bunny, maybe bunny rabbit. You put them on like a blanket. We had rabbits and they died. It was really sad. Yeah, I'm not getting a little rabbit. People, those are rabbits are animals. People, it's it's it's, the, it's like keeping like a squirrel. It's like, I mean, yeah, but good luck. They eat a lot, and they breed a lot, <laughs> and uh, there's lots of ways they can die. Their teeth not growing, not stopping growing. It's one yeah. of them, I guess. Yeah, that's what happened to ours. I remember being like, please use your chew sticks. We got them for you. <laughs> oh, man. So, um... Have you watched anything recently exciting? We watched the Mitchells versus... The robots or whatever. Oh yeah, where'd you watch that? At the cabin. It's good, right? It was real good. Mitchell vs. Machines, yeah. That's uh kind of Sony for... Animation is really killing it. That was that was a good one. As a as a father of a daughter. Whew. Misty got Misty behind these cool cool glasses. I like that she was like a gay filmmaker. Right? And it wasn't a big deal. No, yeah, that's Im- that's important. I remember just being like, oh man, I would love to watch this in theaters in 3D. Yeah. There were some really cool scenes. Yeah, that movie was like first time in a while. But speaking of being back in a theater, you were back in a movie theater. Oh yeah, Justin and I went and saw Scott Justin, Pilgrim. Justin, a.k.a. Guy on the Couch. Yeah, we saw Scott Pilgrim, the 10th anniversary re-release the 10th anniversary yeah 10th anniversary and the sound was great and it was loud and uh there's some new shit in it and um it was very enjoyable it was just fun being in a movie theater again because there was and there was nobody in the movie theater except one lady so it's almost like having a private theater and uh it was just nice being back in the movie theater because I haven't been since I saw Cats. Did they have previews? You. Yeah, there were previews. Two of the previews were for movies that are coming out on streaming. Yeah, so, but at least you got to see the previews. Yeah, there wasn't anything like huge because it's like May. We should be seeing like big, giant summer blockbuster time, but there's none of that coming blockbuster out. Blockbuster time. And well, there's like this. Ryan Reynolds movie where he's like in a video game. Oh, that movie's been on the shelf for a while. All these movies have. There's no like new movie. Like, all these movies have been like, they're like two years old. Cruella and um, In the Heights. Those are like the big, like, and both of those are coming out on streaming. And, uh, what else? There was a preview for, I think that was it. Nothing huge. 
Oh, man, not fully vaxxed, man. Now I'm ahead of... Because, like, with Dune coming out, I was like, oh, no. If it had come out on its original date, none of us would have been vaxxed. Now, fully vaxxed, and we're waiting on it. I think it's coming out in October. Dune for the longest time. Ghostbusters. For the longest time I've been Waiting for Shy Hulud Waiting for my worm For the longest time Ooh. Walk without rhythm Oh 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 with uh, uh, rhythm. That's my ode to Dune. Yeah, we got Dune coming out. Which is weird because Timothy Chalamet was already on SNL, like, kind of promoting it. it was, at this point, he was just promoting the toys. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then, um, and, and then Ghostbusters comes out in September, I think. Lady Ghostbusters, too? No. Boo! Not interested. I don't care if it's Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Don't care. Don't want that time wizard near me and my Ghostbusters IP. You know, you you think in the um, marketing push they're gonna do a little uh, ecto cooler re-release? That's what I'm hoping for. We got there's a new Ghostbusters cereal apparently. Which, if you're a fan of those Ralston licensed cereals from the late 80s early 90s there was like the ghostbuster cereal the nintendo cereal Ooh, they all tasted the same yeah the batman batman cereal that one was crazy i remember feeling like i, I stole something because it came with like a plastic super cheesy piggy bank yeah but it was just like saran wrapped like to the <laughs> box so you, you didn't even have to like wait to like dig it out of the bottom it was like you wait I just buy this Batman cereal that tastes like Batman shaped Batman you know what's the, what the bat symbol shaped Captain, Captain Crunch. Crunch not bad I can still taste it a little sharper I mean, can you imagine it was sharper than Captain Crunch because of how those points yeah it was sharp sharp cereal bloody mouth what do I get for my troubles plastic piggy bank and it was so cool because like Bruce Wayne's like chin was a sticker <laughs> So you could, like, peel off the Batman chin. It's great. It's great. Great. Oh, yeah, I remember that piggy bank. That yeah, it came with cereal. That was awesome. I used to I used to feel Batman's abs because it was just, like, his, like, torso up. <laughs> the big cereal that's out that I would like to try is the Monster Mash cereal. And it's it was all the monster time. cereals in one cereal. Well, holy shit. And uh, so that's what's going on in cereal. But like you asked that, I hope we get some Ecto Cooler. Because it's been a while. And it's been a while. And I drink a Because they had the cans and they had the boxes last time. Nice. I had both. 
a whole can of ecto cooler. Yeah. Like a pint. Or like yeah. A, or was it like, like a tall boy. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like eighty grams of sugar. Oh my god. That's like two that's two Mountain Dews. <laughs> yeah, it that's was two. a lot of sugar. <laughs> okay. You know what? Because that came out. There was Surge was out at the same time. So like I had like Surge and Ecto Cooler in my fridge. You were living the highlight. It's like caffeine and sugar frenzy. Living it. Well, hey, we better wrap this up because there's a WWE show on, and also basketball. And also basketball. Who do you got for the playing round? Who do you think is going to play their way into the eighth seed in the West? The Warriors. That's what I like to hear, bro. How could you bet against Steph Curry? But the Lakers are also in the. Well, they well, might the Lakers might make yeah, it into. Seven. They might make it into six. That's true. It depends, it depends on the Blazers. <laughs> if the Blazers lose and the Lakers win, the Lakers will make it into the six seed. You have have you met any obnoxious Blazers fans yet? Yes, they're all over the place. Here. Isn't it make? I mean, I I cheer for the Blazers, right? You were in the same boat. It's like, hey, win, but when you lose, it's kind of like. <laughs> Well, this year I'm like, do it for Smiles. Oh, for the Blazers. Yeah, Smiles was a huge Blazer. Hey, Oregon State made it super far in the NCAA tournament, so I consider that a win for Smiles. Absolutely. And so if the, they can do it, then maybe the Blazers can do it for Smiles. Maybe make it, you know, I, I want the Blazers over the Lakers for sure. Yes. And also they're our Portland team. Even though Justin and I looked up tickets... For this game tonight, the cheapest tickets for this game tonight are 250 bucks for nosebleeds on StubHub. Yeah, I believe it. Because we were like, let's go to the Blazers game. No. I spent like 250 bucks for like four tickets for a playoff game once. Hmm. Not nosebleeds. For, for what? It was one of the only Blazers games I went to. Oh. It was like back in the Brandon Roy days. You went to an NBA playoff game? Yeah. That must have been exciting. I had this grand plan of like buying four tickets, selling two to cover the cost. Because I'm like, people here are crazy about the Blazers. But I also learned like, my friends here are super broke. So it's like, <laughs> and then like I panic sold them to a scalper, and then uh, and it, and basically got like not less than face. I was just like, I just want to get my beers paid for now. And then yeah, I just sit. But then because I bought them all together, like I, ha- I asked the guy who bought tickets. Luckily, I went to a dude and like his son, so like they're pretty nice tickets. And I said, "How would you pay for those scalp tickets?" And I'm like, "Damn it!" As soon as he told me, I was like, "Damn it, damn it!" I helped that scalper make a <laughs> make a buck, <laughs> a pretty penny, because those were good seats. As soon as I saw, I should I should have I should have as soon as I, because he, he probably is used to people like selling him cheap tickets. I had like lower bowl tickets, no upper bowl. Whatever the worst part of the bowl section is. Yeah. And he saw my tickets, and I saw his eyes light up. So I was like, well, he's going to buy them. But I was like, damn it. Damn it. Because, like, we were, we had taken, like, 12 steps, and all of a sudden, like, I saw him, like, switch. His, like, his, like, good seats. But, yeah, it was great. Highly recommend. I've never been to an NBA basketball game. I've been to college basketball. You got coming out of the East, bro. We don't care about the East. We only watch it. I mean, I like Brooklyn because they got everybody. They got everybody. They got no chemistry. Give me the Bucks. People sleeping on the Bucks. Bucks are really good. 
So that's our NBA talk. Bad dad, rad dad. Um, rad dad, you, you guys got uh, little these cool shoes. They're called their chomp chomp shoes. And they make squeaky noises. That's bad dad. We like went to, we went to the them. garden, went to the garden with grandma. I'm like, this is a peaceful place, so we're turning these squeaky. Well, I guess that's rad. You can turn you the squeaks off. You could turn them off. off. If you had gotten shoes that couldn't turn off, then that would definitely be better. But I like it because, like, yeah, like the cool, like, battery, sh- like, shoes that are, like, bite-up shoes, those are cool. But I like this, like, a cool squeaking thing, but it's analog. It's, it's just, like, it's like a, it's like a, Don't it's a wonder of engineering. Don't batteries or any no. shit. And she really likes the shoes, and it's just really They're funny easy to, to get see on her off. squeak around in them, her squeakies. It's really cute. It's kind of nice. You go to the park, like especially now. Her big thing is hide and hide and cheek. Yeah, she loves so hide and you, seek. you want to be, you can hide better if her squeakers are on because you don't have to peek on her. You know what I mean? Yeah, because especially when I'm playing hide and seek here, I can't let her like hide because then I'm like, is she in the street? Yeah, <laughs> like oh, shit. She's, well, she's hiding in Lucky Devil Lounge. She's really good about not going in the street. Well, I mean, I we put the fear. She's of God gotten in her. to the age now. You can talk to her, and if you can talk to a kid, and they can understand it. You can scare a kid. Yep. And, hey, nothing wrong about being afraid of the street. Yeah. I'm, I'm saving the talk. I'm not even going to bring it up, but I'm saving the talk to, like, the first time she bolts out into the street and gives me a heart attack. You can be like, I'm like, hey, you know have you ever, ever met your grandpa Carson? She's like, who? I'm like, do you know why you don't have a grandpa Carson? Because of exercise. Don't ever become a runner. <laughs> That's a good joke. Okay, that's my closer. Dead dad, new dad. And that's the closer for our podcast. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Uh, I got gas. Love, Love you, you, bro. bro. Uh.